a bit carried away, Brendan. That's not like Brendan to get carried away, is it? No, not at all. What a time to be alive. Same as the goal. Disposal efficiency. Pressure point. All right, round two has been run and won. Um, some big results over the weekend. Some teams under an extreme amount of pressure coming out of that round and, and some real surprise packets as well. And, um, yeah, we're two rounds in and there's already been some massive talking points and there's already been teams written off and and things like that. What were your what were your thoughts on a big round two? Well, as you said, I think a lot of teams are under pressure, which is funny to say considering they're only zero and two, although that can be detrimental for the rest of the season. It's a longer season this year compared to last. So there's plenty of time for teams to catch up and, you know, turn their season around if that's what you want to call it this early in. But, yeah, a lot of pressure for a lot of teams, I think, at the moment. But um, as always, the round has given us a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It just – we love doing this podcast for the, all these massive talking points. It's so good. And, you know, two rounds in and some of the stories that have been written about some teams, it is ridiculous and, and some players, you know, like there's 20 rounds left and there's already teams saying, oh, no, you can't play – no one plays finals from zero and two. You know, like well, why, why not? Yeah, there's no reason why not. Yeah, look, there was obviously a bit of a record, I think, of recent time where only a certain amount of sides have, you know, finished, started the season zero and two, then played finals. But you can't really look into that too much because that's just almost coincidental. It's not like it's a certainty. Um, and then, yeah, certain players getting written off this early already because they're not having a great season. Stephen Canelio, another one, he was obviously in the uh, AFL documentary making their mark. Um, he's had a couple of, you know, probably a slow start to the year, you'd say, but. Stephen Kinnulo is a good play. He's not going to be written off this early. So, yeah, a bit, a bit you know, a bit weird, a bit different if I th- in my thoughts, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, we'll start with uh, well, probably the biggest talking point from the weekend of footy was that Geelong-Brisbane game on Friday night with the controversy at the end. Well, n- not even that. It was well, Brisbane are still stuck in Melbourne due to the COVID reasons and um, some of their fans were told to leave the ground and go isolate. A couple of commentators and I think some of the club officials as well. So... It was a chaotic night down in Geelong and, um, geez, if you'd be absolutely filthy if you're a Brisbane fan after seeing that uh, shocking non-decision with you know, in the last minute of the game. Uh, we speak about umpires a fair bit on this channel and a lot of people do as well. And, you know, everyone always goes, you can't blame the game on the umpires. But that was literally the umpire's fault that Brisbane lost that game. And the worst part is, and the biggest kick in the dick, if you want to call it for Brisbane, is that... The AFL came out and said, yep, they got that wrong. They should have been a free kick. Now, What good does that do? Exactly. That's all well and good, but Brisbane still lose that game and they don't get the four points, even though he, it was just outside the goal score. He was going to kick that goal mm. and they would have won the game, gone on Geelong are then 0-2 and, and they have question marks all over him now. Oh, what a great thrilling finish to the game, Geelong. You know, it, it's a different story. Yeah. So, and like you said, and then on top of that, Brisbane are stuck in Melbourne. They can't even fly home after all this, so... Interesting week for them, but I think Brisbane are a good enough side where they'll take this on board and I don't think it will affect them too much. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. You know, yeah, as we just mentioned before, teams that are in 0-2 and two historically can't play finals, but is anyone going to be – no one can really write off Brisbane, can they? No, I mean, not, not the nah, Lions, nah. not the Lions. They're too good. They've got so, too good of a list. Yeah. They'll be fine. They'll definitely be up there. They've just had two – I mean, they probably sh- – I mean, they, they got smashed by Sydney the week before, but Sydney's form at the moment shows that that probably wasn't – wasn't a really a shocking loss in you know in comparison to what they're doing. So I think Brisbane will be fine. And yeah, that that umpiring decision was just ridiculous. And and even for Blitzarves to come out and say that he had prior opportunity, 
Mate, you, you took you the ball, spun, and then got tackled. Yeah, yeah. Your no, prior he said that he didn't have a prior opportunity. Your prior opportunity was, was before was when you spun. Yeah, if you try to do a spin move, that's prior opportunity. Yeah. Trust me, from someone who does a lot of spin moves in his time, <laughs> that's prior opportunity. If you've got time to think about it, turn around a bloke, get tackled and drop it, you're gone, mate. I, I honestly think Blixarves is not all there. I know he's obviously not going to come out and be it's like, be yeah, cool. it should have been a free kick. But just some other things you've seen, I've yeah. seen him do, and he just looks a little bit dopey at times. It's, that was bizarre. It was just a bizarre night of footy that was, for, right from the start with yeah, everything that was going on. So it was, um, uh, it was set up to be controversial, I think. Stay on the Geelong theme. How's Paddy Dangerfield playing in the VFL while he's suspended? Uh, what are your thoughts cl- on that? Well, classic Geelong to find a loophole in the rules. But, um, yeah, both, so for those that don't know, Dangerfield was suspended for three games. Um, and then on the weekend played in the VFL because of a loophole, because it was only a VFL practice match, he was allowed to play, which that's going to be fixed. Because what's the point of being suspended in that point, in that case? Ridiculous. I think it's because, yeah, because it wasn't an official season game in the VFL because their season hasn't started yet and it's still just practice games. So I think that's – but, what? yeah, what's the point of being suspended if you're allowed to play, you know, a relatively high standard of footy? It's still VFL. Yeah, VFL is exactly the, right. the second highest, you yeah. know, especially now that it's integrated with the other um, interstate competitions. Yeah. It's right up there. So, yeah, I don't know how. I they mean, sh- obviously it was a loophole that the AFL hadn't, you know, hasn't been confronted with yet and no one's exploited it. And trust Geelong to be the first team to exploit it. But they've got to, re- they've got to look at that and fix it because I think we're going to see a lot of suspensions this year. And we saw another one this week with Sam Reid knocking out Nat Five, And I think we're going to see a few more throughout the season. And if they're going to be able to go down to the VFL and play games... Mm. It's going to be, yeah, not, no, not going to be a good look. Sticking with Geelong for a second, um, Chris Scott, what were, your, what were your thoughts? And his shenanigans at quarter time. Just, it's not the first time he's done something like this either. Mate, we, know, we all know what type of bloke Chris Scott is. He, he is fiery. He was like that when he played footy. Mm. Um, so in that case, no surprises there. But stick to your own side, mate. Stick to coaching. Don't get involved with the on-field stuff. It's not a good look. Um, just because you've got a beard, a bit of a tan, long hair now doesn't mean you can start having a go at other players. So just, you know, stick to the coaching side of things and I think I think that's not a great look. I don't, no, think, I don't think that's Don't get involved. Look. No need to get involved no, at all. Not at it all. just can cause massive issues. I mean, you see that at you see that sort of stuff at local footy and then things just kick off, don't they? I mean, like juniors where parents and coaches get involved with the other team and causes a lot of a lot of trouble. So just steer clear of it. And I think Chris Fagan came out and was like, yeah, there's just no need for coaches to get involved like that. And I'm glad Fags did that. I really like Chris Fagan. Yeah, he's good. Um, he's probably one of the biggest role models in terms of coaches, I'd say anyways. Yeah. Everyone says he's like that father figure. Mm. He's probably the right age for it too. But, yeah, no, he's definitely um, on the money there. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you briefly touched on it before, but Nat Fife with his concussion, he um, well will be missing this week's game due to the protocols and – was a massive hit from from Sam Reed. Um, I think he's come out. He got two weeks, didn't it? Yeah, two that, weeks. That happened yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. So two weeks. Two weeks, uh, which I think is fair. It was a pretty big bump. Um, knocked Fife out. It um, was a big bump. Yeah, but I, I don't know if you saw the footage or not. Well, obviously you did. Sorry, because you just said it was a big bump. Yeah. But it was a big bump. It was a big bump. So I've seen it. But it was um, it was actually quite funny because Sam Reed pretty much didn't move. He just stood still and just. Raised an elbow. He's a big boy. You'd yeah. be able to knock someone out like that. Fife had all the momentum, obviously. But um, Reed pretty much just stood his ground, but he did raise the elbow. He raised the elbow after Once it. Yeah. you've done that, that's yeah. it. See you later. So I think it's fair as well. Two weeks is plenty. If it had been any more than that, it would have been questionable because yeah. he didn't go out of his way. He just mm. more 
you could almost say he was defending himself, not like Dangerfield tried mm. to do the other week. But um, yeah, you've raised the elbow. That's it. See you yeah. later. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's it's fair. And then yeah, Nat Fife misses the game against Carlton this week, which is um, which is huge. Well, for, you guys will be. Uh, I was going to say you guys will be looking for a. Well, a bit of a helping hand at this point, I would have thought, coming into a game against Freo, which another game you're expected to win. We'll get to it. We'll later. get to it. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it. Right. I can see the look on your face. <laughs> um, well, yeah, COVID's re- uh, reared its ugly head again in the AFL. You know, two weeks into the season and we've already got, uh, well, a city in Brisbane um, forced into a snap lockdown, which means their players who are stuck in Melbourne couldn't leave couldn't leave the, the state the other night and... Um, uh, now the game against Collingwood on Thursday night, which was meant to be played at the Gabba, has now been moved to Marvel Stadium. So oh, two weeks in when we thought all this COVID stuff was behind us, we've uh, we've got it two weeks in, which is crazy. We just can't seem to get rid of it. I'm glad it's not in Melbourne this time around yeah. because I've just started enjoying going back to the footy. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think I don't think know if this really suits either side because it's not at the G, so it's not like Collingwood then got the home ground advantage. Um and it's a small ground. When probably the gap is probably a little bit smaller. Where, what do you reckon? It's much bigger than Marvel. Oh, be about the same, I reckon. Maybe maybe a fraction smaller. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think I think it'll probably almost it'll suit Brisbane a little bit as well. So I don't, I don't think it'll be too much of an issue for them. I still think I still think they'd go in favourites. I'd imagine. Yep. Um, but we'll wait and see how that all pans out. But they did get given a home game later in the year. Is that, am I correct in saying? Yeah, that? they did, and which means they've got four consecutive. Games at the Gabba to finish off the season. So that'll be huge in their finals push. Geez, that's uh, Richmond-esque there. You normally get in the four games yeah. at the MCG leading into finals. It's uh, tables have turned. Kane Corns might say something about that, you reckon? Uh, watch, yeah. watch Kane Corns say something. If it was uh, Port Adelaide getting four games at Adelaide Oval, he wouldn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, well, we, uh, we touched on it before, but the Sydney Swans are surprising everyone. Um, they've had some two big wins to start the season and massive scores as well. And they're not... They're a, they're a club that's not renowned for their high scoring. They're usually known for their defensive low-scoring games. And to kick, uh, I think it was 120 points both both weeks, um, they're looking very good. And they've got a very good young team with some unbelievable stars like Logan McDonald, who's, who started really well um, as a... Something just falls down behind you, Quinn. <laughs> One of the audio panels. I think we need some new uh, sticky tape. Wasn't on the, the wall. photo of you, was it? That's unfortunate. No, no, that won't fall, mate. That's solid. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the Swans are looking looking very good for the first two weeks. And Buddy Franklin being back on the park last week was was great to see, wasn't it? Oh, fantastic! I was about to say you mentioned all their gun young players, but to have yeah. Buddy back is enormous. And I know there were talks of them resting him this week, but we've the Swans are playing the Tigers this week, and I'm hoping to get to the game because I, I really want to watch Buddy. Yeah. As funny as that sounds, um, almost more than watching the Tigers just because you don't know how much more we're going to get of him. And he's a once-in-a-generation player. We're talking about resting him. I really hope they don't because he was looking in great form. He kicked three, I believe. Yeah. I think Logan McDonald gave him a gift in the goal square, though, for one of those goals. But still, to see Buddy kicking goals again and kicking three, if he kicks you know, a couple every game, who knows? He's well on his way to kick those 50-odd more he needs to kick a 1,000 goals yeah. for the career. I think he's 53 off. I yeah. think so now. Yeah, he was 56 before yet, so yeah, 53 yeah. now. So he's, he's almost there. It's really not that much. If he plays, hopefully he can play one more year after this 2022 season and I reckon he'll do it. Yeah, I think I think so. He's looking very good as well, like looking very sharp and everything looks like he hasn't, hasn't missed the whole season, So, which is great to see. Um, just quickly, can Sydney play finals? <sighs> it's early in the season. It's one of those ones. It's Yeah, it's hard to say because it's so early in the year, but... From what I've seen, yes. 
I think so. From what I've seen, yes, but things change so quickly. Teams find form that didn't have it early on, et cetera, et cetera. Sydney might drop off, so you never know. Yep. Gold Coast were a bit like that last year. What were we saying last year about the about the Suns that when they had a flyer That's at right. the start of the they year? They did too. Yep. And you were the one that actually kept pointing out, I'm not convinced. I mm. want to see more and more and more. And eventually they did drop off a bit. They still did. had a really good season considering, um, but whether they play finals or not, I think will be uh, something we won't be able to – definitively say to at least round 10, 10, 11, yeah, 12. Yeah, definitely give them a few more weeks. But so far, so good. And, um, yeah, if you're Sydney supporters, you, you should be very, very impressed with them. They've, um, they've started really well. Um, a team that hasn't started very well is the Carlton Football Club. Um, I'm going to take a step back for this one, I think. I'm not going to go too aggressive. I mean, it's a few days ago since we lost to Collingwood on that Thursday night. Um, yeah, I've had some time to think about it and – as disappointing as it was on Thursday night against Collingwood, I don't think it's the end of the world. There's a lot of, like a lot of Carlton supporters I think it is. I don't. We're two games in. We've played Richmond and Collingwood, two pretty decent teams. I know everyone's written Collingwood off over the preseason, but they've still got a bloody good team and they've got some superstars on their team. So for everyone thinking that, you know, the reaction out of that game was like we lost to North Melbourne by 10 goals is like what it was. Um, I understand it's Collingwood. I understand the rivalry. Yep, it's huge and it's disappointing. Every, whenever you lose to Collingwood, it's shocking. But um, I think we all need to take a chill pill and just realise we're two games in. We've played Richmond and Collingwood both on a Thursday night. Two teams that play on the big stage a lot more than we have in the last few years. So they're used to it. That's my positive side of things. All right, so the negatives. Yes, we... Uh, look like we have not improved at all since last year. We're still – that's another game. I think that's David Teague. I may have heard this wrong, so don't quote me, but I think it was his 30th game that we've conceded a five-goal swing. I'm pretty sure that's spot on. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Um, I, think I, heard that I think I heard that today, which is ridiculous. 30 game – your 30 game that's your 30th game you've conceded five goals in a row as a coaching group what are they doing you know that that happened every week last season and remember we were talking about it on this podcast like that that is the reason why Carlton lost so many games last year was because of those momentum swings that we just couldn't couldn't control two weeks into a new season the exact same things are happening like the exact same that happened against you guys last week you know we were a few points down in the last quarter and ended up losing by 20-odd points. Yeah. 25. 25. There you go. To be exact. But was it a 25-point game? No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong person to ask. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You're yeah. right. It wasn't a 25-point yeah. game. And yeah, but that cost us at the end of the day. I mean, like, we probably wouldn't have beaten you, but if we lost to you by four points, much more respectable than a... 25 point loss and it's a different story yeah it go you go in having a different story um go heading in around two yeah you know you, you took it right up to the reigning premiers yeah. and this which we still did yeah, you but, did but the but scoreboard doesn't yeah. show that yeah and that that won't be the narrative that's told no. now well no. it wasn't the narrative that was told no and like and then you bring the exact same th but the thing is with the collingwood game we were close for most of it but we never looked like winning there was not part what one part of that game where i thought yeah we're we're going to win it here because whenever Collingwood moved it forward, they just went in and kicked the goal with ease. Where we busted our asses to kick any goal. Like we took Michael Gibbons to kick him from the boundary line to get any goal through. So and Taylor Adams had to show him up. Yeah, exactly right. So it's yeah, I understand the concern and yeah, I'm still very disappointed and very flat from the weekend. And um yeah, I think it's just we're just fed up with mediocrity and and accepting honorable losses. We 
which is which is fair enough because it's been going on for too long. But if we just gain some perspective and realise that we have played Richmond and Collingwood the first two weeks, we'll be right. There's 20 games left. But in saying that, if we don't beat Freo this week, absolutely fair enough. Let the dogs out. Go nuts. You know? I think if you guys don't beat Freo this week, we're starting a new segment and it's just going to be you ranting about Carlton oh, because I feel I like... I won't the, be ranting. The, pod, the, the, the content for this podcast will be unreal. Yeah, but then there's just... But like, what do you do? That that's when it's like, where do you go from here if we lose to Frio this week? So, um, yeah, that that that'll be the big test. And David Teague needs, well, the whole footy club need to make a statement this week in terms of selection. They need to drop some some senior players. Like, I know they probably listen to this, and they're probably going to take it personally coming from me. But you know, Levi Casbolt, Mark Murphy, like the older the older players, that their output just isn't as good as what it used to be. Um, and they just need to they need to play players that are. In the VFL, knocking the door down. Um, you know, players like Matt Kennedy and Liam Soccer and these guys, bring them in. Well, you need to show that you're trying something different. If you yeah. keep rolling up with the same team every week and getting the same result, yeah. then it's almost like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, they need to be ruthless. They're not ruthless enough. And then I think that's why the players are just, they're comfortable playing what in their positions and playing in the team. So. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think if you guys lose the Freo this week, you might uh, see Paddy Cripps get on the Fremantle bus mm. and leave with their team. Quickly touching on Paddy Cripps as well. Um, it just came out that he's been playing with an injury. He's been in, injected every game so far. And apparently the injury is meant to be a four- to six-week injury. Um, and if it was the preseason, he'd be on ice. I mean, rest him. Don't keep playing him. Yeah. We saw what an injured Paddy Cripps did last week. He did nothing. Just rest him. Get him 100% right for the back half of the season when, you know, when we actually – who knows? If we're pushing for finals, you'd rather a fully fit Paddy Cripps instead of a Paddy Cripps is playing on one league and then getting abused by his own supporters. You know? Oh, any day of the week. You want to, mm. f- and not, not even that. Be fair to the poor guy. How, how long has he, you know, he's bled for this club. He's been, you see him play injured most seasons. By the end of the year, he's always cooked. His shoulders are gone. And then you're going to let him play injured like that. Yeah, cool. He might not feel the pain during the game because of all these injections, but he would be hurting. He's only a young guy. What is he, 26, 27? Yep, 26. Yeah, he's only 26 years old and he's suffering. Let him recover, come out, and and then, you know, the results will speak for themselves and what he does. We all know what kind of a gun Cripps is at his best. But don't play him injured, especially if it's as serious as they're saying it is. A four- to six-week injury is extremely serious. It's You know, it's not a grand final. If it was a grand mm-hmm. final inject him up, let him play the game, yeah. and then he's got all off-season to recover. But he's got a whole season left yeah. in front of him. Just do it now. If they're yeah. going to do it, do it now. Do it now. Yeah. Get it done early. He'll come back fresh. It'll be fresh legs to the side mm. but when he comes back. They'll welcome him back with open arms. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and a negative about what's been happening with Paddy Cripps lately is the uh, the message that got sent to his his partner as well, which is just not on. Like, if you – Carlton don't – like, yeah, we're, we're Carlton supporters and we've – bloody passionate about our team and um, yeah, it's other teams like to take the piss out of us because we're passionate and then our team doesn't show up for us. But when you're sending messages like that to one of the players' partners um, is disgusting and it's embarrassing and, um, yeah, if just – it's just – I've got no words for it. It's just it's disgusting. It was hard to read, to be fair. Mm. Um, we won't go what we won't go into what was said in the message. I'm sure everyone, most people, have probably seen it by now. Anyway, it's all over social media. But yeah, it was. There's no need to. I don't know if you want to attack the player, 
I mean, well, first of all, you shouldn't be attacking the player mm. for starters, right? There's no need because don't don't make it personal. It's a game at the end of the day. We love it, but it is a game. Don't attack the player. But to take it even further and then message his partner who's got nothing to do with his performance or the team's performance or anything like that, especially when it's been well publicised that, you know, she has her, her health, mental health battles and we mm. all know how serious that is, especially now more than ever. Mm. And to come out and say something like that was, yeah, it was disgusting. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, and sickening. And I'm glad a lot of Carlton supporters have, have pointed that out over social media as well um, because it's, you know, it, it, tar- it can tarnish a a supporter base and a, and a club as well with things like that. Um, so we just, yeah, it's not on and it's disgusting. So hopefully that's that's the end of it. Um, but a positive from from the from that game. We'll, this is the last thing we'll say about the game. We probably dragged on a bit too much. As yeah. the uh, Darcy Moore Harry Mackay battle, which was great. Like it was the ultimate defender having a blinder and the attacker having just as good of a game. To be it, honest, it was. Yeah. It was. I mean. It's hard to say because you look at the scoreboard and you go, well, Harry kicked four. He obviously won the day. Mm. But if you watch the game, Darcy Moore also, like you said, had a blinder. And it, it really – it was hard to pick who was the better player that day. I mean, Darcy Moore had a lot of intercept possessions as well. Um, but that's also just his footy smarts and probably pull, pulled off Mackay a bit. Mackay wasn't even in that contest. So mm. is that really a loss for Mackay? Probably not. But he still kicked four. Yeah. Um, it was just great to watch. It was that really old school battle, wasn't it? Yeah. The forward, it was great. Yeah, key forward, key defender battle, which you mm. don't see as often these days. Yeah, literally, Darcy Moore would would win would win one of the battles, and then Harry would go take a mark, kick a goal. Like it was just back and forth like that. It was great to watch. Um, and yeah, I mean, if Harry keeps playing, if he can kick four and Darcy Moore, he's going to have a bloody good season. Oh, I'll tell you what, if he can keep his feet a little bit more, he probably could have kicked yeah. more than four as well. And well, he um, probably should kick four against Richmond round one as well. He probably should have. Yeah. So. He's no got if, if, a gun. Um, yeah, but he, you know, we've got anyway. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, if Harry can keep up that form, he's going to have a bloody good season and a career best season. So um, fingers crossed for him. Warming up that forward line nicely for Charlie to yeah. step back in. Oh, mate, don't get me started on Charlie Kerno, please. Um, all right, let's move on to. Um, <laughs> You're Essendon, loving it, aren't you? Essendon <laughs> Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we can't. We can't go too hard on them. I mean, they've just got three injuries that are minimum six-week injuries. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't noticed already, we do have a new sound. Press it again. Careful, we do have a new careful, careful. We'll, we'll end up getting death threats from Essendon supporters. So. We will, we will. We do have a new soundboard here at the Pressure Point <laughs> Podcast, taking things to the next level. Um, uh, as you can tell, we're still getting used to how to use it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Essendon are in a lot of strife at the moment and um, – it was funny because you copped a lot of flack for saying that Essendon would finish bottom of the ladder, win the wooden spoon this year. But with these injuries now, they're every chance to. Yeah, they're in they're in a bit of trouble. And those injuries that they copped were to some pretty important players. You know, Dylan Shields out for they're saying possibly eight weeks. Um, Jai Caldwell's out for about the same time, and then Draper. They said minimum ten weeks could be the season. So that they're huge huge outs for for a very already young team, which with not a lot of depth. So it's going to really challenge them. Um, and, yeah, I think – I mean, I didn't go off – I didn't choose them for the wooden spoon because of I forecasted their injuries. But, I mean, they're not playing great either. They got absolutely pants by Port Adelaide, which is which was expected. Port Adelaide are a bloody good team. They um, are. They are. But then they also did blow a 40-point yeah, lead exactly. to Hawthorne who yep. aren't expected to be great themselves. Yep. So, yeah, I don't think – look, I, I didn't think they were going to have a great season – for all this, but this doesn't make life easy for them, and I reckon they're probably going to struggle through the rest of the year, and they'll 
in one in one positive aspect for them, they can give young guys a go and you know test their depth a little bit. But yeah, I don't think they'll be doing any, um, anything damaging this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a long season for them, and um, yeah, just hope they're just checking on your SNM mates throughout throughout this time. Um, you know, they might need you. They might need you, Joseph. Um, all right, <laughs> name drops. <laughs> what happened to your boy Jack Graham? Well, it's an interesting one. You don't see it very often these days, but he was offered a or he's given a fifteen hundred dollar fine for um, careless contact with an umpire. Which, uh, I mean, if you've seen the footage, you understand what I'm talking about. It's a little bit stiff. He was following his man at a it was at a center bounce for perspective, and we all know that the umpire he, he throws the ball up or bounces it, and he does always run backwards, same spot every time. And he gives the players warning as well. I mean, they do it local level. I'm presuming they would at AFL level. So Jack Graham's followed his man around, um, probably caught half a metre behind him, and his back leg has clipped the umpire, and they've both fallen over. And because of that, he's been given a $1,500 fine, which with an early plea you can accept, I think it was like $1,000 or something like that. Surely you're not going to find someone for an accidental, you know, they, they tripped each other. I mean, look, it's not like – I know that you're going to protect the umpire, but it wasn't like he, he hit him or he swung at him. Mm. He's tripped over him. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I don't know. I mean, $1,000 for him wouldn't be much. It's not like it would be for you or I. But, so it's not going to affect him too much. But I don't know. I just Speak think it's a little yourself. bit silly. Oh, jeez. Money bags. <laughs> money bags over here. So, yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's, um, oh, it's probably a little bit harsh. But oh, while it is what it is, they're just looking after my boys. Yeah, nah, definitely harsh and – um, yeah, Jack Graham's had a great start to the season as well. He's been really good for you blokes. He is really good. And his aerobic capacity is being well noted now by uh, well, the football world as a whole. I think he's been – I think he's been known at Richmond for a while but inside the four walls there. But mm. now I think everyone else is starting to take notice of what a well, what a great midfielder he, he is and yep. is going to be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, AFLW finals are upon us. Um, how, are the, uh, how are the teams looking ahead of that one? They're looking good. Um, Collingwood is a bit of a surprise. They, were, they hadn't lost a game um, for a fair while, chunk of the season and they've lost a couple recently and they've ended up finishing third in the ladder, which was a surprise. But um, I think we're in for a great final, especially Collingwood versus North Melbourne at Victoria Park. That's probably – well, they were my two tips for premiership favourites and we said it a couple of weeks ago. I think you were you were back in North Melbourne and I was back in the Pies and now they're playing off in a qualifying final. So it'll be interesting to see who goes through there and then – Obviously, you've got Melbourne Freo as well at Casey Fields on the Saturday. So, exciting times ahead for the AFLW. And it's, I mean, it's hard. Not, I don't like saying it, but I guess it's its interesting to see when the AFLW and the AFL clash, um, the early, you know, early parts of the AFL season, the later parts of the AFLW season. And it's uh, well, it's important to try not to forget that the AFLW is still going because the finals especially, if you've watched finals in the past, they're usually some real cracking games. So, um, excited to see who... Comes out on top of these ones, and I think my match of the round anyway for the qualifying finals is definitely going to be Collingwood versus North because from what they've done all year, um, it's going to be great. Yeah, who's your tip for the flag? Still Collingwood for me. Yeah, I even know they got North. I did think it'd be a Collingwood North grand final, but the way the latest worked itself out, they're playing now. But yeah, I still think Collingwood for me. They just look too strong. Yeah, yeah, I think Collingwood as well for me. All right. Well, um, let's move on to the round three games. It's the Easter weekend coming up this week, um, so it's a, a longer weekend of footy, which is great. It's always a it's always a great round, isn't it? Easter weekend is footy pretty much from Thursday to Monday. It's great, which is what we love. What, what yeah. more? What more would you want than footy almost every day? We had it last year a little bit as a taste, but I think this is just perfect because it's not too much footy, but just yeah. enough. It's great, and yeah, it starts on 
Thursday night with Collingwood and Brisbane. Um, as we said from the top, it was meant to be at the Gabba, but due to COVID reasons, it is being moved to Marvel Stadium. And I think the Pies are going to go in as favourites now, now that's down here. They are going in as favourites. And Brisbane, obviously, like you said, 0-2, and two, but I think they'll be hungry for a win. Um, I'm tipping the Lions. I, st- I, I just think they're a good side. I think D- um, Danaher playing up against Darcy Moore in the back line will be a great matchup mm. as well. Hopefully it's a little bit um, similar to Mackay and um, Moore as we spoke about earlier. But, yeah, I think Brisbane are going to get this one It was despite not being the favourites. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, and they're, they're desperate for it as well. They don't want to be 0-3, so I think they'll get the win there too. Um, we've got Good Friday footy. We've got the two games on Good Friday. We've got North and the Doggies uh, and Adelaide and the Gold Coast. Then I think far from the North, I think North Melbourne at eight dollars fifty to beat the Dogs. Um, so we all know who's going to win there. But Adelaide Jet, uh, Adelaide Gold Coast game, sorry, is um is going to be a beauty, I reckon, at Adelaide Oval. I want to see if Tex Walker can continue his form. Oh, he's flying, he's isn't he? Five and six in the yeah. last two weeks. So I want to see if he can keep flying and kicking bags like that. I can't even tip who's going to win. Maybe the Adelaide Oval factor will get the Crows over the line, but I think it'll be a ripping game. Yeah. Um, a lot better than, like you said, the North Melbourne Western Bulldogs yeah. game. Although in saying that, we, we couldn't mount a case for Adelaide in round one. Look what they did. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, you, it's that, football is that type of game at the moment where you really don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm still going to have to tip the Bulldogs, obviously. Yeah. I can't go against my gut feeling. And also, like you said, the odds, $8.50 going in against Bulldogs, $1.07. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely going for the Doggies there. And yeah. the way they've played as well and that thrilling game they had on the weekend. Um, yeah, dogs for me. And then... Oh, I think I'm going to go Adelaide over the Suns, but just, and I'm only giving it to them because of the home ground advantage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about your Tigers on the Saturday against the Swans? <laughs> well, that's a, that's, a, that's a big game. If you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have, you know, said us straight away. I'm still saying us, but um, <laughs> but a little bit more thought goes into it now, especially with the way the Swans have been playing. Um, and if Buddy plays, who knows? Mm. Um, I hope, I mean... I mean, that torn feeling at the moment, I hope he's rested, you know, to give us a bit of an easier time down back, but also hope he's not because I'd love to go watch him play again. So we'll see how that pans out. But I'm still, yeah, I can't go past the Tigers. I yeah. think we're too good at the moment. You're looking very good. Just getting just getting the job done, as you do. Yeah, um, we're just ticking away nicely. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't at the game. I had to work, unfortunately, on Sunday. But from all reports, the game on Sunday, the last half wasn't entertaining at all. Um, did you watch it? I think you probably watched a bit of it. It was, it was a bit boring. Like, you, you just had control of the game the get-go yeah it almost it almost seemed like we sort of we knew we were up by enough to hold the game and we weren't worried about attacking too much and we just sort of took it easy which sounds arrogant but i mean it's probably not a bad tactic if you can get away with that those sort of games early in the year you might not burn yourself out as quickly towards the end of the season so hopefully we can do something similar like that but i'm still tipping the tigers yeah uh, we've got Essendon Saints Saturday night as well. Um, Saints been a bit well, – they were disappointing last week against the Ds. They'll be filthy with that result, especially at Marvel, their home deck, where Melbourne never play. The Spuds um, game as well. Yeah, exactly. So they would be filthy about that performance. Um, and they take on Essendon. So it's a great opportunity for them to, to bounce back, isn't it? Well, I think any uh, anyone playing Essendon has got a great opportunity to get a win. So, yeah, <laughs> now more than never. But I tried to be nice. but Tried you, to be nice, but it's there. not going to happen. Um <laughs> Yeah, and it's at Mar- I mean Marvel Stadium, both their home grounds, but I think it, uh, St Kilda played really well, and I can't. I mean, I keep saying this, but I can't see them losing. Although at the same time, I can because no one knows what's going to happen. But yep. St Kilda for me. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got a belter on Saturday night. We've got West Coast and Port Adelaide at Optus Stadium. Huge clash, that one. Um, Port Adelaide, as good as they've been, 
this will be their biggest test playing. I think this is the biggest test for any team in the competition is playing West Coast on their home deck. Yeah, not many people beat West Coast over there. No. I mean, Collingwood famously did last year in the finals, which is extremely unexpected, but that might, must have just been an off night for the Eagles, I would have thought, because they don't lose very often over there. And uh, I still don't think they will. I think they'll hold Port Adelaide off. I think just. Because they're both good sides. West Coast will be a good side again this year, I believe. But, yeah, over there, I don't, I don't think Port will get them. Uh, and then Sunday, we've got Carlton Frio at Marvel Stadium. Um, yeah, as I said earlier, huge game for the Blues. They need, they need to win this. If they don't, big trouble. Frio are going to be without Nat, Nat Fife, so huge opportunity to get on the board. Massive, massive. And, I mean, I said this last week, so maybe I'm jinxing them, but I still think Carlton should be winning this, and I'm going to tip them. Yeah, we should be, definitely. So, yeah, expected to. You're expected to win this This is game. the game where all the negativity and everything that we copped last week would be deserving if we dropped this game, so... Um, we should win that, and I'm not ever going to say it any other way, especially without Fife. I would hate to see the aftermath. If yeah, it'd be shocking. It'd be shocking. You no. thought last week was bad. This would be ten times worse. I was going to say, I know you were watching as well, but we're watching now our, our good friend Terry from Blue Abroad. Um, his fan cams after the game, and there were some unhappy Carlton supporters. So Very, very, very vicious. It's going to be very hot um, in that live stream if uh, they lose again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sunday night, we've got GDOS in Melbourne. Um, Marnica Oval. Bit different, somewhere, yeah, somewhere unusual. Yeah, um, the D's are in hot form. GWS not so much. They're zero and two. Uh, the D's are two and zip. So you think Melbourne get the job done here? Yeah, you have to. You have yeah. to go with the D's, don't you? The form they've been in, and compared yep. to the form the Giants have been in, and that's all you can really go by this early in the season as well. Yep. So yeah, sure. Mel- Melbourne for me for sure. And what do you just touching on the Giants? Do do you see them having any sort of impact this year or? I think they, I think they're cooked, and we could we saw it last year as well, didn't we? Yeah, they just looked they looked done. I think they just need to regenerate. Do you think they'll bottom out? Do you think they'll be the side potentially? That bottoms out? Yeah. But they've still got some really good players in their team. Oh, so fantastic it's, it's just, players! It's, it's bizarre what's going on. It's uh, it's unusual. I don't know what's going. I guess I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But thanks to that AFL doco, we've actually got a fairly good idea what's going on yeah. behind the scenes. But yeah. it's just uh, not clicking for them at the moment. And Melbourne just seems to be playing really good footy. Yeah. Um, Microwave went off. <laughs> what are you cooking? <laughs> Your membership in there, is it? Oh, <laughs> do I look like a Carlton supporter? <laughs> um, and then the last game of the round is on Easter Monday. We've got Geelong and Hawthorne. Traditional. Very good. It's always always great, this game. bit different now that the Hawks are down the bottom and Geelong are up the top, but I'm sure it'll be, still be a good clash. Oh, it'll be a good clash. It always is between these two teams. MCG, I'm sure the crowd will be big. Everyone's got a day off on Monday, or most people do anyway. So I think it'll be a good game. It's hard to look past Geelong um, with the form they've been in and... I guess all Hawthorne can hope for is that Chris Scott doesn't have a goal at him a quarter time. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Geelong turn out this week after all that controversy. Um, all right, well, that is uh, that is us done for, for this week. Uh, it's been a big round of footy and there's a big round coming up. So um, there's never, it's never a dull moment in, in footy, isn't there? It's, uh, it's, it's great and we love it. Um, but yeah, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, um, and YouTube as well. All the support is great. Our YouTube will be back up and running now after a couple of weeks of, uh, a few technical difficulties. So it'll be back up and running now. Um, but yeah, enjoy round three and have a great Easter. Before we finish, I wanted to finish and you, I'm sorry I cut you off, but we can't forget to mention our, our wonderful sponsors. Oh, not, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. <laughs> we forgot to mention our wonderful sponsors, whom this podcast is brought to you by. So 
Uh, we've got Million Ma, as always. And RetroJet Prince, go ends. Woo! <laughs> so, yes, once again, we will wish you goodbye. Have a good Easter. Have a good week. Enjoy the footy. And until next week, hope your team wins. And have a great Easter. Thank <laughs> you.